again episode 21 hit the lotto podcast let's turn the music off pet sounds with the theme song fucking pet fangs with the theme song amazing joe i miss you i love you i love my theme song it's been about four weeks since i've uh listened to it i was out with some had a bit of Surgery done, just some easy stuff, minor stuff, but it got the, it was just painful and at the time kind of thing. And what else? Whatever. Shit happens. Life happens, man. So it has been four weeks. I hate this just for myself. I do this for my own sanity as much for anybody listening. But uh, uh, um, I appreciate when I get to do it. And I appreciate it when Draco comes back to join me too, man. Welcome back, sir. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Uh, we actually, yeah, uh, we actually had two narrow escapes tonight. So one, <laughs> as you know, I actually like. I thought it was at uh, half five my time, and and it's at, uh, it's actually half four. And then the other one was I went to put in my um, my AirPod things in, and um, I like I didn't hear them like AirPod activated sort of noise, and I'm like, hold on a second. So I had to scramble to uh, to find oh, oh plug-in ones, and the first pair I found didn't even have the right uh, dinger thing to go in. They're for the old iPhone, not the special new one. And so I had to find the second pair of earphones. This is why I have to say in, uh, like, in two minutes. So I got last episode got um, sixty or seventy downloads. Uh, they range from. Uh, let's be honest. Some of the episodes range from besides live would get like maybe 30 and some of the episodes are up over a hundred. So like average 60 right now, 60 to 70, right? Started with an average of 20. You know what I mean? Right. Um, that's great growth. But, but well, you know what? It just means like, and I've said this before, it just means that there are people that I don't know that listen to it, I think, or people that know me on the periphery probably that right. listen to it. You know what I mean? And I never, I, like, I never, I, don't get me wrong. I like doing this and I enjoy it and I'd love to turn it into something different and 
have the energy to morph it into, you know, the American football thing here in Ireland. I would love to, I would love nothing more than to dedicate a, a show a week where, remember when the, remember when the, the Wolves used to do their shows live and we did the interview? That's where you and I bonded that first time ever, Dricko, right. we did the interview. Well, when we hijacked a certain other person, I'd love to be able to do that. I just don't have the time or the energy. You know what I mean? It sucks. And so it's cool when I have on like, you know, things that have to do, you know, with Kelly on on the last show. I don't know if you heard it, but it was a banger. Oh, that was a great show. Knocked out of the park, dude. She fucking, you see what people doing. I hope that people, you know, appreciate like i'm i appreciate that i appreciate the people that, that at a minimum people that i know on the periphery again i use that word twice tonight but that i would know in the the you know in the alleyways friends but not friends acquaintances right people you know people through. you like but you don't talk to them every day or every Mo- more times it's like a person through a person kind of thing or you know yeah you know and, and we've met like you know because of this podcast i've met that's all that's besides it's been a chance to have those talks with people like that on the that that they have nothing to lose we're not they don't know what i'm gonna ask right you know i mean kelly don't know me she don't know what i'm gonna ask her and it was fire you know what i mean like when gary was on gary don't know me you know, like Gary, Gary and I, we've become friends and stuff, but like, you know, now, but Gary, not, Gary right. You know, if it weren't for the podcast, a- there wouldn't have been another reason to talk about what you're talking about unless there was a chance <laughs> yeah. to or whatever. Yeah. Yet it's still done like in between every other week with no offense, but with you, you know what I mean? Like you come on and we have a bats, like we, we talk. Right. You know what I mean, like we have, so, so it's, it's not always like that, but I'm happy that, that, you know, I would love to be able to do it. But again, I think like my thing is thanks for, you know, coming back on and I appreciate you coming on even and the, a funnier thing about that is that we actually did have a missile go off and uh, Johnny Geo, Long Island Johnny's wife has a flat tire, so he can't, he can't make it. So he's, oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it would have been a you solo were nearly doing a solo pot tonight, is what you're saying. Motherfucker, who's there doing a solo? Uh, but like, so yeah. So I want to concentrate on 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 you know putting out fun content and and having fun with, with, and I hope people enjoy it and listen to it when they do. And I appreciate you know when you come on and we can just talk about you know I got some topics. You have no idea what I'm about to talk to you about tonight. You know what I mean? Like you right, don't know. Pretty much. You don't know. Is... What I, you know. You know. But and it, but it'll be fun. Let's have some fun and people listen to it. And people I don't know that don't know me listen to this podcast. So I'm gonna have some fun stuff on. Like I have confidence in it. Like you know what I mean? I, I might yeah, not yeah, put it yeah, on. Yeah, for sure. Well, you have a, you have a cool way of engaging uh, with topics that in, that I, I'm interested in, and I I think other people are interested in. I think that's that's you know like Joe. Big, Joe Stark, I wrote, yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Joe Stark, who, you know, Pet Fangs did a theme. I have a fucking theme song. You know what I mean? Like, because I know cool people too. Like, Joe, like, who's cool, more cool to know than the fucking cool guitar player for the cool soul R&B guy from New Orleans, Louisiana? From, not even, from the bayous of Louisiana. I know him. <laughs> You know, Joe, and Joe loves the show. And Joe listens to Joe. So it's fun to be able to 
not only have the chats with people like that that we wouldn't talk normally but to do it in a public forum and to, for people to like it and hopefully they'll like what i have some cool stuff coming up and i've been <clears throat> so i have a nerd thing to confess because we're going to talk about nerds right okay before we talk about nerds though you know me um uh that was kind of nerd and sports. It's actually fantasy football, right? Fantasy, and, right. and we're going to talk about that. But the more I thought about this, the more I put it into my – when you think about it, we talked about it. We laughed about it, how – about nerds. You know what I mean? And I want to really – that's what I want to get down into and have some fun because they're taking it over. You know what I mean? Like they're right. – they're, they're taking it over. They're just – they're taking all – not necessarily taking all the fun out of it. I don't want to go that far. Or <laughs> that's a question for you. Is it taking the fun out of the sport? Because people aren't watching the sport, but anyway, we'll get into that later. But I actually, I have, I have, I, I actually have a lot of counter to that. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No. 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 Oh, good. 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 So, but like, I, I have, uh, I've been trying to. I want to run. You know, we have some friends over there at uh, Midnight in Baghdad, and I want to be able to run it through, you know, OBS or whatever to put it onto my Twitch channel. Right. And, and run it live through the Twitch channel too, even though part of me thinks that that pulls away from, you know, the kind of fun because we, there's not too many comments and I don't pay a lot of attention to comments, but I do I do read all the comments. You know what I mean? Right. I do read them. I might not put them into the show, but no, like, right. so part of that, part of me, that I think that's the fun, but I'd like to put it on Twitch. But anyway, you know, you and I used to call those Twitch races, right? And we used to uh, do the wheel to wheel. Right, you know stuff, and we were we we were you know we weren't Twitch famous, don't but we were we did stuff on, <laughs> by no means where we, we did stuff famous. on Twitch. It was so, fun. I've been I've discovered through I think it was just like down a rabbit hole on Twitch because you know when you hit the lotto you go down rabbit holes. Right. I discovered <clears throat> there's a um, so one of our friends, you know, the uh, comedian, he plays. Uh, what's called this 5M server. He plays Arma is the name of the game. And essentially it's like an RP world. It's a complete role-playing world. So, um, and there are, there's actually things out there, uh, servers. One of them is called no pixel and it's a complete GTA five role play. So there are, two or 300 people in the server in the city of Los Santos that create their own characters that they live, they live a life in this role play. Right. And I've fallen down the well, dude, I went down the rabbit hole for some of them. So how you, you, you found this out. Did you find it out on Google or you, you watched a a Twitch Uh, channel about it or I think I went, I I went from one Twitch channel to another Twitch. Right. You know, and they, and they always, cause when they always throw up like, things we think you'd be interested in kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it was purely by that. Like, I don't know. I didn't know when any of this stuff existed. It was I'm like, a, you're friends with Chameleon. We think you might be interested in this. I'm almost 50. You know what I mean? I didn't know any of this stuff even existed, but through Chameleon, um, or but through Goldie, rather. Not even through Chameleon. I think Goldie is <laughs> the one who told us that, not Chameleon. I don't know. One right. of them told us that. But, uh, you know, like, it's a, um, there's a whole world, and they stream it. And... You so you're watching get to watch the world from this one person's role playing perspective, and so how deep is this? 
like is it like deep. oh so it, deep. It, it, so it's like somebody like i don't know like they, dude it's fair city dude it's fair city they might deep. be they might have plans to go out with real life friends but no sorry my my avi in gta 5 <laughs> needs, to, yes. needs to run on the treadmill yes I don't know. Yes, like, and I have coming up. I love listen, escapism. But. In the next couple, I know, but in the next couple of weeks, I have somebody coming on the show who I went down that rabbit hole and I followed them. Okay. And he portrays this complete redneck character, and it's fucking like the guy should be doing stand up. Like he's he's hilariously funny, and he's great with his role playing in the show in this in this world in this game. You know what I mean? He's fantastic with it. And I reached out to him on Discord and I said, hey, would you come on? And he's like, yeah, absolutely, 100%. So, and he's just made partner on Twitch. He's, he doesn't do it for a living, he's, but some of these people do it for a living, dude. And it's yeah. the funny kind of living. Like you can make 40, 50, 60, you can make 100 grand. Yeah, but they make like, decent money. But some of them are just scraping out a living. Right. You know what I mean? And they're doing pretty well. And you say, well, you're just scraping out a living. And they're saying, yeah, but I'm playing a fucking fake cop in a video game. And people right. are paying me money to watch it. You know what right. I mean? So he's coming on. Uh, so I can't wait to have. Uh, uh, so is have... he coming on as, as, as the character that he is? No, no, no. Because that would no, be amazing. No. We have to try to. Well, let me see. Let me see. Maybe if he, if he listened to the, uh, he, he said he was going to listen to tonight's show t- when he when he could tomorrow. So okay. Um, so hopefully, oh, maybe we do. Who knows? Who knows? Maybe he's going to call me and say, "What the fuck kind of bullshit <laughs> podcast is this? Who the fuck do you think you are?" Because this guy, I don't oh, know wait. from Adam. Okay. I don't know this guy from Adam. This guy is one step. This guy would be one step above early. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know what I mean. You know what I mean? Right. So we've already gone down. You admittedly have come down this sort of uh, gaming, weird gaming community thing. And so together, you know what I mean? You and I have come down together. Right. And it's there. I mean, we were competitive game golf gamers. We were competitive golf gamers. Yeah. Yeah. We were a very brief moment in time. A very brief. I still see some of those guys that I'm friends with now that were on the. that other that Ryder Cup thing that we played that I would made friends with on PlayStation. I see them online, I'm like, that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Even though I don't give a shit. Even though I don't give a shit. Anyway, we're gonna have them on. But you have gotten a new gig. You got a side gig, didn't you? I did. It's it's kind you of got sweet. a side gig as a uh a columnist on a on a for a uh a uh, website that uh, why don't you you don't you talk about it man tell the peeps yeah 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 so it's called uh, it's called rotoviz and uh, i've actually i've been a subscriber myself for uh probably like six or seven years as long as i've realistically been playing uh, fantasy football and then um, i don't i i don't i i don't know what prompted me to to go down the rabbit hole uh, but I was just like they have a lot of like it. They have they have all the art. They have all these articles. They have really smart people. Blah blah blah. And uh, but they also have like a lot of data tools that you can use. That if if you want to know this information yourself, you can do it. And like that's the main like attraction of the site is that like hey if you have a question about 
XYZ player, you can literally just go find out yourself. And it can be as advanced as you want. And uh, and so I was getting in an argument with somebody uh, <laughs> about some wide receiver. And uh, and so I was like, this motherfucker. And I started, I started actually researching it. And um, the answers that I found were just were interesting enough that I, I, I basically I turned it I turned it into an article uh, and and at that same time they're like oh actually we're looking for for new writers and so I sent it into them and anybody who knows me and, and you especially will not be surprised by it. What they said was we actually really really like this but it's so complicated that we don't <laughs> know how to phrase it for people to understand <laughs> That's fucking awesome, man. They barstooled sports your stuff. You know what I mean? We got to dumb this down. <laughs> Basically. Is that what they told you? That's yeah. great. Oh, and this man. is a this is a, a nerd website for nerds. And we're like, oh, no, this is too complicated. Your, your report, your article is too nerdy for the nerd website for <laughs> nerds. Oh, you're the top. You need to figure out how to make that money, man. You kidding um, me? <laughs> Without actually playing fantasy football, right, <laughs> dude? That's awesome. So how did the, so? <clears throat> what happened sort of after that? To did they change it? Did they reword some stuff? So it, it, so the the, it? the article uh, as of now still has not been released to the public. Um, <laughs> it's still it's still in in, uh, in development. <laughs> May never see the light of day. Um, <laughs> But it, it's going to be the lost tome. <laughs> yeah. The lost, the lost article of Drico. Hey, did you guys, you know, 10 years from now, hey, did you guys hear the, the law of Drico? Yeah, did you hear how they found it? Oh, it, was, it was like lost. It was, it was lost on, a, on an internet site, and only a handful of people have read it. But my God, it's fucking beautiful. <laughs> That's great, man. I love it, Drico. I love it. Oh, you're so awesome, dude! So, but so you've written other articles for them, though, right? I've, I've, I've actually, I have had two published on the site. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've had two published on the site, right? Um, the first one was about uh, uh, it was about your last couple of draft picks. So, like, let's say, like, you're in, you're, you're in a sixteen or eighteen round um, uh, draft. I was like, okay, like, what are you supposed to do with that pick? And the idea is, like, you're in the 16th or 18th round. And at that point, all the good players, all the quote-unquote good players are gone. So, like, the players that you have to choose from, the chances of them actually being able to start for you or play for you are really slim. And so what you should be doing is actually picking players whether you either know they're going to be good straight away or you can just cut them. You don't want a guy who you're like, oh, maybe this, maybe that, uh, and then f- five weeks have gone, and he still sucks, but he's taken, <laughs> but he's taken up a roster spot for five weeks. Yeah. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, all the players that I mentioned, uh, yeah, this guy either really good or really bad. They're all really bad. <laughs> but, it's only uh, week one. I mean, it's only week one. Come on, that's week true. Week. That's true. But the whole idea was the whole idea was you should know after week one 
Uh, yeah. So, uh, but I did say up front, hey, these these are low probability picks. That is, uh, and then what was the other one? Uh, the, uh, the other one was about receivers, right? The other one was about receivers, and uh, it was essentially um, after you get to a certain point in the draft, most of the receivers are like so. After after the quote unquote good receivers are gone, so uh, the second receivers for the team, so for the most part, uh, maybe some third receivers, uh, the remaining receivers are are, are kind of bad. And so, and and in that part of the the draft, a lot of the uh, the the quarterbacks and running backs are really good, uh, or not really good, but they're, they're they've got a lot of upside. They've got much more upside than the uh, the receivers. And so it was like, okay, like with that with 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 that idea in mind, here's some young receivers who you can get at the end, uh, who like, hey, you're getting them at the end, but these guys could be really really good. Um, and those are yeah. guys where, like, hey, listen, they're rookies, and rookies don't normally do that well in week one. They're normally like the end of the season is normally their strongest uh, period. So, yeah. pick up for an injured player, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Or the guy yeah. who was the starter, who's who turns out he's not that good anymore, and yep. the rookie's better. <clears throat> yep. No, you're right. Okay, so 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 you, what did you do to come to to so for that article in particular? What how did you come up with your look for these players at this stage? Um, you know, I mean, how how did you right. kind of what? So, did, I mean, not not to go deep deep into it, but basically, you came up with that solution and wrote that article based on data that you went in and found yourself. Right. And then you extrapolated that to try to come up with some sort of theory based on the numbers. Right. Is, is that what you did? I don't know. Or did you? Uh, did you so go, I didn't, I'll be honest. I didn't really uh, reinvent the wheel. And uh, I, I, I piggybacked on research that other people did. And, and all the data that I used is actually on the site. And more or less what I did was, um, there's there's two things that really that uh really or well there's three things that really really matter if you're trying to predict which rookie receivers are going to be good. The first one is how at how young an age were they really good for their college team? Uh and so the the if you the to 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 dumb that down is uh at what age did they account for thirty percent of the uh the receiving yardage for their team an average of the receiving yardage and receiving touchdowns and there are guys who uh, there are guys, there were guys who were going in the 18th or 16th or whatever that they they were, were getting 30 percent uh at like 19 um in in college and and so, so for example kj hamler was one uh, he's probably a good example so he's actually he's a second year player. Uh, he plays for the Denver Broncos. Uh, the re- the reasons he's gone late is he didn't score that many points last year, and they were like, okay, well the quarterback's going to be bad, and we don't know if he's starting. Blah blah blah. Uh, but he was really really good in college, really good. So like that's kind of like, and he was really good from a young age. And if you're good from a young age, 
that means that you can develop from that. Whereas if you're good in college, but you're like a 23 year old uh, senior, like, well, you should be good. Like, how can you, how are you going to make that step from, uh, uh, from college to NFL? If, if it's taken you to be 23 years old with a 23 year old's maturity and uh, physical uh, maturation. Uh, Whereas if somebody can do that from 19, okay, well, they still have maturing to go. They could still develop athletically. And that's where they can make that jump. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. I got you. So you, like, from this conversation that we had, we talked about this today. Um, we, we, the, the, the joke comes out of it because you, you kind of didn't, this, uh, for, for you folks out there, this is behind a paywall, right? It's a, you gotta, it's a, it's look, it is, it is whatever you gotta, right. You know what I mean? It's a business. You know what I'm saying? The article itself is actually behind the paywall. Like, like it's a business and that's, that's, you know, but. I bet that they do a pretty good business. You know what I mean? That paywall is probably fairly decent. Yeah, I, I mean, it's good stuff. Like uh, <laughs> You're behind the paywall, aren't you? I'm behind the paywall. <laughs> See what I'm saying, man? You want to know something funny? <laughs> You're uh, behind I'm going to sound like the worst person in the world, but I just couldn't resist doing it. So I am in a fantasy football league with some people that uh, I used to know from uh, – uh, uh, just been involved in in American football in Ireland for quite a while, and somebody was asking about it. Somebody was saying something about running backs or something like that, and I said, "Oh yeah, if you need any help with running backs, we're late running backs. Here's a good article." <laughs> like he's like, "Oh, can you help me behind the paywall?" Oh my god, what a dick you are. <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. That's amazing. What a complete dick you are. That's awesome. <laughs> but the, here's the problem. Here's the, here's the thing. You got to get paid off of that. How do you get paid off of that? How do we turn this gig into something that you get paid off of? What can we do? If you need my help, you know what I mean? I'll, I'll try to think of ideas, but without actually having to play fantasy football at all. You got to get right on. You got to get, we got to get your rep up here behind this paywall. We got to get this rep up. All right. So in fact, we got to get this fucking article published. Then this is going to be the Bible, the Holy fucking Bible of fantasy sports. I know it is, isn't it? <laughs> it's all about the article, baby. So, and from that, you and I joke that we talk about, it's, you know, nerds with clipboards are taking over the sport. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's right. what rolls. And you know, the irony there is that I, um, uh, I tell my daughter, I used to tell my daughter all the time, like, nerds rule the world. You know, like, that's what I used to tell her because, you know, she's like, I'm like, never be afraid of being too smart. Never be afraid of being, you know, never be afraid of being uh, a little bit awkward. Never be, af- never be afraid of being right. these things because, you know, the reality of life is, you are awkward. Like we are awkward. I am awkward. There's awkwardness about, about us. Never be afraid of those kind of 
things in life if you if it if it keeps you from being smart if you can learn something you know and i didn't necessarily follow that rule of thumb but i tell my daughter that because nerds rule the world like you know even well, today, the other thing as well is you can't change it like if you're awkward you're awkward like, no 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 totally totally no but that's what i'm saying i'm talking i mean for them right live it be it Fuck exactly it. it's gonna happen you know my thing to to you know the nerds out there is just put up with it as much as you can put up with it live it let the phone the 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 jocks talk shit to you let the let it happen get you need to get a little bit bullied nerds right. need to get a little bit bullied because getting a little bit bullied gives you that switch in your head i'm, I'm gonna fucking show you or oh you bullied me how are you going to react to it? Now, too much is too much. I get that. We, you know, I'm not saying bullying is not fair. It's not right. I don't condone it. But I, we also know that these that this this happens. This is I mean, schools are built for this particular social construct to happen to kids. Put up with it. Eat it. Eat that shit and make it make you smarter because that's who fucking Bill Gates is and that's who fucking Steve Jobs was and that's who Jeff Bezos is and that's who Elon Musk was and that's who that's who these guys were you know what I'm saying it's I know it's only the top one percent of the top one percent top one percent but look at sports and that's what brought me to this look at sports it is fantasy sports is a like fantasy sports is so secretive still because <clears throat> fantasy football, they can't really get numbers off of fantasy football. But like I've read articles that ranged and these are going over years from seven to $70 billion industry, fantasy football, fantasy sports, right? Fantasy football is like probably if it's 7 billion fantasy football, is 6 billion of the 7 billion. Let's be honest. You know what I mean? Fantasy football is. Yeah. Made- oh yeah. It's, it's, the vast majority of it the vast, vast football majority. football is the ultimate american corporate sport i've always said this i think it was uh, there was a conservative uh, comedian once i can't remember his name so it sucks that, that they said it but uh who said that football is the 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 ultimate american game in that it's it's periods of of extreme violence followed by a boardroom meeting <laughs> That's what football is. It's short periods of extreme violence followed by a boardroom. It's perfect for America. That's Amer- you know what I mean. It's the perfect American sport, and it's turned into this perfect sort of, you know, corporate sport. And then the corporate turned it into and fantasy football. First was like underground because, you know, it's gambling. You can't gamble. But now it's like, you know, it's everywhere. Everybody's doing it. Everybody's doing it. And people that are in fantasy football and fantasy sport leagues aren't in one. They're in two, three, four. You know, it's like it's an enormous business. So like the 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 nerds, the clipboards are out, man. The look at look at you know how coaches like coaches today are are head coaches for sporting teams that like they worked in the fucking films film room. You know what I'm saying? They're young guys that worked in the film room and they studied all the film and they came out and based data sets on film and put numbers to film and, you know, and said, well, you know, uh, Ke- Kellen Moore, the, uh, he's the, he's the offensive coordinator for the, uh, the Cowboys. Yeah. He, uh, so he actually, he played, I think he played quarterback for a few years, but he, he wasn't good at quarterback, but mm-hmm. 
he was a uh, he was a walkman he was a walk on on college so he didn't get a scholarship he and uh, but he was he walked on in uh, Boise um and the way he he became the quarterback for Boise was that he bought he bought uh, last year's playbook on eBay before going to uh, the previous year's playbook on eBay before joining the team and uh, so even before actually starting to attend the college, he already knew the playbook. <laughs> and so he like started for four years. And like, this guy is like, is the most normal dude of normal dude, like <laughs> just small, scrawny. And so he started four years in college. He's like one of the, the most decorated college quarterbacks of all time. Of all time. God, boy, yeah. And now he's the, <clears throat> now he's the offensive coordinator for uh, the Cowboys. And how how far is he out of football? Sorry, how long is Kellen Moore out of football? Oh, I, I'd say he's like not even five years, maybe. Two That's years. what I mean. Not even five years. He's the offensive coordinator for the fucking team. Josh McDaniel was like the offensive coordinator for Bill B- for Belichick for what a year or two years max after after. Uh, What's his name? Went Charlie Weiss went to Notre Dame, and he was right. like the wunderkind. And the dude that went to the Jets, Eric Mangini, he was he was these guys didn't even were barely there. McDaniel's was like a video guy. He right. wasn't a coach. He discovered something and sat Belichick down and showed Belichick stuff. And Belichick's like, you know, you're really smart because you know what I mean. Like, right. you need to come in here and do something. You're not Charlie Weiss, right? And he, I've that's got why, football guys on my team, like. Yeah, here's something. Here's something else that nobody else is using at this point. Yes, and Belichick, and obviously he had Brady. Don't get me wrong, and, and but he had other. He built a team there, and a lot of those coaches became those fucking Vunderkins, and the the went and signed these massive contracts as head coaches, and they're not good. You know what yeah. I mean? Like these kids, the, Matt they're Patricia young. was terrible. Matt Patricia terrible. Eric Mangini terrible. 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 You know what I mean? Right. You know, like these guys. And it started, it was funny because it started with, that team started with Weiss and Cronell. Remember? Charlie Weiss and Romeo Cronell were the head coaches, and they were the last of the old breed. Yeah, yeah, I remember those guys. Cronell went on to coach, head coach. Kansas uh, City. At, uh, yeah, I thought it was Cleveland, but it, it was Kansas City. and uh, It was probably Boat. And Charlie Weiss went to be the head coach at Notre Dame. Notre Dame. <laughs> and they're pro- I think they're still paying Charlie Weiss. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. That's what you missed, Elber. You missed that they're still paying Charlie Weiss, <laughs> just like they're still paying Bobby Bonilla in New York, the New York Mets. There's a great story to, for you to look up there, Jico. Look up Bobby Bonilla, New York Mets. He's the they, guy he's- who, who gets paid a million dollars every <laughs> a year. year? So I actually I've I've got a, like a contrarian unpopular uh, near take here. Go for it. The team won that deal. So people think it's <laughs> I, I don't think you're wrong. I don't think because, you're wrong like, there. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like the, 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 the yeah. impulsive thing is oh he's still getting paid, but he he the thing about it is there's inflation. So yeah, a million a million dollars is meaningless today. A million dollars is compared to when he got paid it. Yeah, it's so much less money. So much less money. 
And so the other thing as well is if he that's I don't know what the full contract was for. Like, let's say it was fifty million or something like that. If he had gotten that at that time, and then put eighty percent or whatever of it in the stock market, he would be getting so much more than one million every year. So much more. <laughs> I wonder. You'd have to. We're gonna have to do it before the next time we see. Look up. Where's Where's Bobby Bonilla now? You know what I mean. I wonder what he's doing. You know, because the other side of him could just be like, "Fuck it, I'm gonna get a million dollars a year." Right. I can I can go broke every motherfucking year because the Mets are gonna pay me another million dollars next. <laughs> that year. is pretty sweet. <clears throat> you know, let me make sure I pay for this stuff for the make next every year. Every year decision that. Yeah. I ever wanted every year. I just okay. need to get to the I just need to get to the next year. He just needs to get to the next year, Bonilla. You know, so he he could have just paid for stuff. I mean, you'd have to set aside. Like, do you think about it? If you I know it's not as much as it was, but a million million dollars, a million euro a year, right? Guaranteed million euro a year. Like some people think about this as, like you said, if, if this was put into any kind of, you know, let me invest this. I mean, you, you, you're you involved in that business, in, in, you know what I mean? But right. you invest this, this, you do this. And then there's some people that are like, all right, a million dollars a year. I can live and get to the end of the year and pay taxes on 600 grand a year. That leaves me with 400 grand a year to rent a fucking yacht in the Mediterranean. Right with 20 of my friends and go partying in Amsterdam over the week. You want to go? Yeah, come on. Let's, let's run a jet. Right. <laughs> you, know, you wouldn't even be doing really much of that, but you'd still be living. Could you live? Could that be, is that, or would you, you know, could somebody be happy just doing that? I would be happy just doing that. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. For sure. But that's some like, part of you, want, but, there, but there's no risk there. There's no risk to it. You know, you're getting it every year. That's true. The, the, the only thing uh, is that, like, it's not like it's not like he just was a normal person who was, like, gifted one million every year. He did have to he did have to, like, go through the, I guess, the lottery ticket system. He, he won the lottery almost. Bobby Bonilla, look, let's not forget here. Bobby Bonilla was a good ball player. Right, that's what I mean. He had to get there. Bobby Bonilla was a good ball. He he, unfortunately, you know, was probably there a little bit too long. You know what I mean? Right. Bobby Bonilla, he played a little bit too long, but Bobby Bonilla, in, like, he had a few some some good. That's why he's getting paid that money. Like right. you said, I mean, that's why he's getting paid that money. And if you know the club, maybe they loved Bobby Bonilla. Maybe the Mets love Bobby Bonilla so much. The organization he was so friend because you know the Wilpons used to own the they own, owned them at the time, and the Wilpons were very much uh, owner managers of the club. You right. know what I mean of of that club. They weren't hands off owners. They were very deeply involved in it. So maybe they just love Bobby Bonilla. And he's like, let's Bobby, let's look. You're done. Let's sign you up a contract where the Mets got to pay you a million dollars a year for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? Let's, right. you know, <clears throat> look at Notre Dame sign. And I think things have changed now, but didn't Notre Dame have a lifetime contract with NBC to cover every game? I don't know. I think, look that up, but I think Notre Dame signed a lifetime contract with NBC to cover all their, their games. Now there are some special exemption kind of things, but I think, so 
so note and so no, so Notre Dame had some lean years. You know what I mean? Yeah. Notre Dame since they signed that contract, Notre Dame's had some lean years, and NBC still had to cover Notre Dame games even at a 500 ball club. You know what I mean? Right. But in good years, they have them. But I think it was a lifetime contract that they signed with Notre Dame to do that. That's crazy, isn't it? Yeah. To sign something for a lifetime, to be able to sign something up for a lifetime. Yeah, that's a lot of trust as well. It's a lot of trust. You're right. It's a lot of trust. Like that you're still going to be kind of the same the way you are in like 10 years, 20 years, three years. No, you're you're, you're absolutely right. So let me just – I got back off of the the Bobby Boat tangent there, but um, let's come back to – numbers guys you know and looking at even with with uh you know the the billy ball out there in in oakland and stats becoming so integral part of games especially you know they've become such integral parts of games and i think the irony um for for me is that I think baseball would be, I think that's what makes fantasy football so uh, appealing to a a wider variety because in sports, you know, fantasy football is, you can make it as difficult as you want the league, but it's fairly easy and straightforward. You know what I mean? Fantasy, other fantasy sports, like fantasy baseball is not like that. It's not easy and straightforward. Right. Well, in in, in fantasy football, you can just, you do a draft you start, hey, you like that quarterback, you can start that quarterback. Whereas, I know I know uh, you probably know about this better than I do, but uh, in baseball, you literally don't know who's going to be pitching. Like, I don't know, two weeks from now, two weeks from now. Yeah, or, you have to, yeah, yeah. It's really, it's it's really deep. I agree, it's really deep. I played and I, I told you that I was in uh, uh, that league with, with, Razi, sometimes former co-host of the show, the Raz, and uh, it was a serious. Because like they change the pitcher every guys, night, basically. So you have to yeah. know. Because like you can't just set your lineup on a, on a Thursday uh, uh, afternoon or or whatever time, and and just okay, that's me done for the week. No, you have to set a different lineup like every two days. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Or. Even at its, even if you had to set it weekly, you would th- there would still be it's you'd set it weekly, but there'd be X number of adjustments that you're allowed to make. You know what I mean? Okay. During the week to change to move things. Not you know it depends on the league, depends on the type. But yes, like you know, you were basically you had to look at you know who am I going to get three starts out of this week as a starting pitcher because I'll right. get more strikeouts. Can I possibly as one guy pop? But you don't like you're following the rotation. So this guy pitches today, that guy will pitch tomorrow. That where is he at in the rotation? You know what I mean? It's deep. Like it's it's the shit's heavy, man. And the stats and the numbers and the right the different types of stats for it. And 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 fantasy football is the same, but but not nearly. You don't need to be you know to enjoy it that in depth to it sort of to enjoy right. it. You know, where baseball you gotta you really gotta. Pack right, it in by the right. numbers, but but I mean, is it so? So the question that I, I have for you is: Is it better for sports that these things are are, are for are available, or is it worse for sports? 
that these things are available. You mean is is a fantasy this fantasy sports better? Does it detract from it? Does does it does it add to like? Does it add to watching the game that now instead of watching your team play because before fantasy sports you watched your team play you watched everybody's team play but you watched your team play and you were adamant and vicious about your team so you were a homer or enjoy. your favorite or your favorite team now you watch your team play but you're watching games over here and over here and over here what happened there what happened in that game what happened in that game what happened in that game you know so there's more involvement there's so much involvement though is anybody actually watching anything so I enjoy I enjoy uh, uh, watching it more when I have different players because like uh, it, it probably and it probably depends on on who your team is like if you've got one of the best if, if if you support one of the teams that year that is going to be really good like that sounds like loads of fun if you uh, if your team is uh, the Miami Dolphins or I don't know the Jacksonville Jaguars like that's that's not as fun. Uh, so it is nice being able to have like a, a, your own different your own fantasy team. So you're watching different players, you uh, you cheer on different touchdowns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the other the other point, uh, and and I suppose it's probably not so important to people like you and me, is that um, because of fantasy football, the actual revenue, the money that these teams are making and are worth, has grown like exponentially true the roof like it's like it's just crazy percentages per year like just one is like much the way the the, the revenue they used to get is so much has that is it because of fantasy football here's my question and again i'm just i'm playing devil's advocate i'm not i don't have a I'm, I, I my opinion doesn't really matter like I, I i i tend to agree with you um but i need to play the other side um ha, has it is it because purely of the fantasy sport or does that go hand in hand with the fact that in America, especially there were only two legal. No, there was one legal for sports betting. Cause I don't think Jersey was one state that was legal to place a sports bet in the United States of America it was in Las Vegas in Nevada. They, that was the only state that allowed sport legally Legal sports right. betting. Legal sports betting. And that didn't change that long ago, Drico, in that, like, you don't remember right. it there. But still, even now, you see living in America, like, well, most po- states, like, like poker it. sites. Poker sites, you have to jump, th- like, America here, it's like, yeah, I'm on, I play poker stars. America is like, you have to, it can't be an American. There's laws about the stuff that are, right. whether they're antiquated or not or whatever, there are these crazy gambling laws or whatever, but there's only one place to do it. So it was all done underground. Now it's something like 35 states have legal sports betting. And that has increased, has that, I wonder if that's increased with the advent and, uh, you know, uh, act or you know, popularity right. of fantasy football too, because now sports betting is legal, and you can just go into the bar, or you can just go into the the, the sports betting place and bet on a sport. In Europe, I mean, it's different because probably, Patty that, Powers that on every is corner. A big part of it, honestly, that probably is a big part of it. Um, but I do think the like the 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 growth in uh, in and and 
in revenue for NFL teams. Uh, that did start before that legal that legalization push kind of like reached a, a critical critical mass. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder. You know, I look. I don't know what the numbers are, but they definitely they definitely held hands right. in a timeline. But how it's how def- tight a hand were they holding? How tight thing, a hand were they holding? One thing that I think is uh, interesting uh, is that so I remember I remember we, uh, so I remember you asked me something like is uh, is do numbers just make the game less fun? It's funny in baseball, the numbers said. To actually play more, more, more or less, less, b- more b- boring, uh, a more boring form of baseball. Like go for, uh, don't go for home runs as much. Uh, more, more walks. Don't try to steal uh, runs. That sort of stuff. But in uh, in football, it's actually the complete opposite. The numbers are saying, hey, these coaches they need to go for it way more often on fourth down. They're being way too conservative. Uh, they they need to start passing the ball more, and not only passing the ball, they need to start passing the ball deep. Uh, whereas the uh, the kind of like I guess, uh, Jack pushing nerds into the uh, into the lockers, is saying no, we need to run the ball. No, we need to punt the ball from even even if we're at the halfway line, and it's four and five, it's too risky. We got to punt it. Uh, which to me that's like that's that's a, a less exciting thing to watch. Uh, but I think I I think it's really interesting that in one sport, it's like things that can can I find more entertaining, wh- whereas in baseball it's it's things that are are less visually appealing. So I agree. Yeah. I, um. So I agree with you, but I think it's with. Is it because again, uh, in baseball essentially it the 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 numbers have the numbers nerded us out of the sport has watching the numbers nerded us out of the sport which goes back to my original question for you did it ruin the sport whereas in football has it become made it more popular because again the shift here is to is in a, an already aggressive sport is to more aggression. Right. However, they've taken the aggression overall. They've taken the, 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 they've given the aggression now to the offense and taken a lot of that off of the defense over history. Right. You, you know there, what I'm there's saying? Been, there's yeah. been huge rule changes. That, huge rule changes that, that have and, essentially just said, Hey, pass the ball more. Like, and, and like, it's going to be easier to pass the ball. And, and if you don't focus on this, you're not going to be that good a team. And teams don't run the ball anymore. You know what I mean? They do. Right. Don't get me wrong. There are they some don't teams run the fucking ball. There are some teams that do it. But teams don't run. It's you know you don't run the ball anymore. Like it just is. It's the evolution of the game to more. And so was, so there's a combination of those things that kind of made it more fun for you know you want to see scores. You want to see it is it. Is, I agree right. with you. I agree. But I also think there's a big you know I think there's a lot of the lore of of uh, the athletes of then. I guess uh, being the older guy of the two of us, there's a lot of that lore of the older athlete. Me saying you know what I mean? She fucking. 
I watched Reggie White play. You know what I mean? I saw, I, I, the, the, I saw guys play that today probably wouldn't be able to excel as much as they were they could then, right? Because of, and I'm not saying I'm not saying take because you have to make everything equal. In my opinion, when you talk about putting the stars of yesterday up against today, you have to make everything equal as to where they were in the status of the league and pretty and assume that that's the shape they would be in in this day. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like I get the physicality thing where the athletes are physically leaner and faster and right. built for that aggression, you know, whereas some, you know, some guys weren't necessarily back in the day like that, but still you're like you know, I mean, kidding me? Like Emmett Smith w- would put on clinics, clinics behind that huge offensive line he had. You know what I mean? Like you don't see that it's a different game now than it was then, and right. for the better in a lot of ways. And I agree with you for the better, but I think they took a lot of the anger out of it too. I think there's a lot of that sort of raw energy that they needed to take out. I'm not saying it shouldn't have been taken out, you know, too over aggressiveness yeah, and, but they took it out. You know what I mean? It came, it, right. it, it came out and did that again. A large part of the enjoyment of watching football has been like, we've all seen the, the, the highlight hit reels and stuff yep. like that of like somebody getting absolutely smacked. It is that it's, it's, it, it's, it's kind of one of those weird things. Like it's, not being able to see that or seeing it less often and then or when you do see it it's penalized as a viewer that is less fun uh like for sure it's 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 less of a spectacle but then you see all these like concussion numbers and like quality of life stuff and like okay well you know maybe maybe there was some justification so i mean i guess you know at the end of the day doesn't matter because people either like doing it or they don't like doing it. But, you know, uh, um, it's amazing how, I guess the story then is it's just amazing how much these things have changed and how the, the systems around them have changed with them. You know what I mean? Like the games have changed too, you know, and the involvement, the fan involvement has changed as well in how they involve themselves in the game. And, you know, there's, it's a very interesting, uh, uh, you know, how, how is it, is Same. it evolving? Is it devolving? And like you said, in baseball, has it destroyed? Well, I would say baseball is getting a pretty good uh, name for itself back again. I think now based off, off of the COVID year last year, I think this year um, there's some very interesting baseball being played. Um, you know, I think that, that, you know, th- there's some, it's, it's been a fun, and I, I'm I'm a Phillies fan, and I, I I watch it from afar. I just look at stats. You know, that's all I can go to look at is scat. But I just look at scores, not stats. You look right. at stats. I look at scores. You, I look at the score, and you look at okay. Well, why was that score that score? Let me look into why that score was that score. You know what one I mean? One thing I, I did see. It. That's funny because one thing I did see. So, like, I re- remember at the start of the current baseball season. There was just no hitters and low scores all over the place, and it was just like it felt like every every second week or every week. And then you saw why that was, no was right. Sorry, you saw why that was and how that why that changed, right? 
there was there was it was something to do with the ball, right? <laughs> yeah, the pitchers were putting sticky shit on the fucking ball. You know what I mean? They're like, right, whatever we could do, whatever advantage we can take within the rules. Because the, the rosin and they were inventing rosin and they were make the so the ball was 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 the angle already at a at a this very like you know it's a sport and but when you think about the physics involved in this like the the angle that these balls were taking imagine you know, getting a curveball thrown at you on a dry ball with just some some seams for the pitcher to throw the curveball and now it's a slick it's a sticky ball so it's going to stick on his finger that millisecond longer and it's going to get that much more rotation and spin and now you now look at that ball you're going to strike right. out you know they were striking people this way, and then they got caught and the thing is there's a collective bargaining agreement like next year so the pitchers all kind of you know the story is the pitchers all sort of got together and were like we can't we need to get paid like pitchers we need to get fucking paid we can't let these motherfuckers hit the ball so they started you know these motherfuckers have been on steroids this whole fucking time it's time for pitchers to strike back you know <laughs> what I mean? so the pitchers were, were scuffing these fucking balls and then uh it got caught basically got caught but they were still within the rules but they kind of they said the rules are change have changed from now. You know what I right. mean? Basically, the rules are changing right. right now, and they're changing from next year. And now the now the hitters are getting, you know, now the you know Bryce Harper's hitting home runs again for the Phillies. You know, and he wasn't like and he right. was the biggest bat of all time, like at the time going over to the Phillies, and he didn't do shit. Now he's finally hitting dingers again because that ball is cleaner. So the ball doesn't hook as much. Now the ball doesn't sit, you know, the ball slots into place a little bit more now, but is it too little too late? I did hear one thing, one thing that makes a difference as well. And this this kind of surprised me was that the temperature, the temperature actually matters a lot. The warmer it is. Yeah. And the, the and the the humidity. Cause it makes the ball bigger or something, right? Yeah. So what, so depending like in, in Colorado, where the Colorado Rockies play, right? It's so high up in there. It's a mile high. It's literally the football right. stadium is a mile high stadium that they have to keep their balls mandatory. Their balls have to be kept in a humidifier because they have to have a certain amount of of dampness in the ball <laughs> in the ball because of the leather, or they'll just go, they'll just fly for miles. You know what I mean? <laughs> So they have to get, they have to wet them down a little bit, like a cigar, to pitch with them. Yeah, yeah, it definitely has a has something to do with it. Definitely, you know, when you think about baseball, is a game of of millimeters. You know right. what I mean? A, a ball hit one millimeter different, or pitched one millimeter right. different, is the or difference mil- between one millisecond sooner or later. Yeah, is the difference between you know a home run or a strikeout? It's cr- it's a crazy, you know, the room for error there. But that's what baseball shows. If you're a three hundred hitter, that means you basically once out of every four, three point four times, three point five times, you get a hit. You know what I mean. Right, and that's supposed to be really good. Yeah, that's really good. You're getting paid to fail. You know what I mean? Like if you took <laughs> right. a test and you got that, that would be a failure. You right. got one question right. I asked you four. That's a failure. 
you know, but in baseball, that's good. Like it always has been. It's always, you know, it always has been a really good, it's a game of sort of failure, you know, failure makes it, it's crazy. But, but again, it's a lot of fun to see those home runs and it's a lot of fun to see those, those big monster games, you know what I mean? From a fan's perspective. Yeah, because I remember, I remember seeing the the no hitters, and I was like, okay, they're gonna have to change something here because like nobody yeah. nobody goes to a stadium and it's like, oh well, nobody's gonna hit the ball this week, nobody hit the ball last week, and nobody's gonna hit the ball next week either. Like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> can you imagine just going to that game? Like, so we didn't. Uh, we're we're not gonna solve, I guess, the question baseball. of. Has it made it better or worse? <laughs> but it's just a it just a goes to show kind of that uh, you know like if you if you if you're smart it just goes back to the same thing I talked about at the beginning be smart if you're smart be smart because there's going to be something to keep your brain active when you're older if you're a stats person it's fantasy sports <laughs> right. you know what I mean you know? that does remind me uh, so like. The whole like the, the the one of the big things about stats in, in the NFL has been like fourth down decisions mm-hmm. and like whether to punt it, kick it, take the field goal, etc. Um, and like even ten years ago, there were people with their with their spreadsheets with their stats saying, "Hey, listen, they yeah uh, they should go for it here." And listen, uh, listen, listen, man, listen. And, uh, listen, listen, listen. Okay. Before you go any further, if don't go, you don't. Before you go any further, like we did this experiment, we just never did it. <laughs> oh yeah, you remember? Like, we had, not, we had not, the do you remember? Do you remember? Here's do you remember? Do you remember one coach saying to another coach, "Hey, you know, what? I read this article on this coach that does this. Let's let's look up the numbers. Let's look up the numbers and see." See what the stats say, and then the very day that I mentioned it to him, sent me over a spreadsheet of well, here's what the numbers say. It's very simple. This is what the numbers say to do, and it was very much. Why are you punting the ball here? Right. <laughs> you know, it was very much the the moral of that story is why the fuck are you punting the ball? Here? <laughs> right. Really, right. You know what I mean? Right. Totally basically. Was. Told, that was the moral of the story. Show some balls, and because not only is it showing balls, but even failure statistically will win this right. argument. You know what I mean? Right. Even failure statistically is going to win this argument. That's why we're telling you to do this, not because of whatever ability. We're, we're equaling all abilities across the board. We're looking at the data across the entire thing and saying, when this happens, statistically, over thousands and thousands and thousands of times, this output generated the most positive result. Good, bad, or indifferent. Right. The most positive result. Not like, the risk-reward are- result. Not the risk-reward. You literally, Remember you showed me? You, you broke that down. We had this years ago. Right. I remember. We had this years ago. And, and that's, that's, why, that's why what makes sports great is that the dumb guy – who said to the really smart guy, well, you're hey, not really a dumb smart guy. guy. Come on now. Hey, really smart guy. Let's look at this. <laughs> and then the joke was, and the funny thing was, you know, the one year I was the head coach, but I wasn't making those decisions. So I didn't, you know, the person wouldn't listen to me. Wasn't going to listen to me anyway. But, uh, uh, you know, 
it was the joke was always, "What do we do here? Well, we go for it, <laughs> punt team." <laughs> I do remember that. Trico, Trico, what do the numbers say? They say the numbers go say for to it. go for it, punt team. <laughs> <laughs> so, so really, we should be proud of ourselves for that. For sure. You know we, were, I mean? we were the evolution that never happened. That never fucking happened because I because I never had the balls to actually do it. <laughs> that's the hard. That is the hard part. That's that's the hard well, part. Doing it because everything about it in your gut says that's the dumbest thing to even think about. Just get it down there. Put another team on because I'm thinking about mentality. You know, we're, there's mind things right. that go into it too. But you know, the the mental. We look at the mental, the worst case scenario is the mental breakdown of a team if this were to go wrong. Right. Best case scenario, right. we could win this game. Worst case scenario, it could it could demoralize the team, so we're gonna lose. You know, right. so but the numbers say, fuck that. Go for <laughs> it. You know, it's just so simple. It's just like fucking vaccines, man. I'm sorry. It's just like the vaccine. Fuck that. Right. Get it. Right. The numbers say to fucking get it. Yeah, but. We should just punt it. <laughs> we should just fucking fight, fight the, fight the fucking, you know, I, I, vaccine. No, no, no. Yeah, but you know, there is no yeah, but no, there is ivermectin. <laughs> you know, that's what the yeah, but type says. Yeah, but like risk reward. My gut says this ivermectin, even though it's used, one of the uses is a dewormer for horses. This <laughs> ivermectin's been around for a long time. <laughs> and those vaccines, they've only been around for a year. You don't trust them. You trust the ivermectin. Yeah, but the ivermectin was literally given out by the veterinarian. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, it's given out in feedlots. Like, like, it's funny. You know, it's we know sp- exactly what the – I don't – I'm not sure how I can what, – what's – I don't know how to – how do you pronounce the drug again? Ivermectin. Ivermectin. We know exactly what it does. And, <laughs> and it's great that we know exactly what it does. The problem is – what it does is really fucking bad. And it's the same with the punts. And statistically, you should just get the fucking shot. Right. <laughs> statistically, even the worst case scenario is good for, for, for the best outcome. Right. That's what this is. This isn't just about, <clears throat> you know, and that's where so right. I, I know it was a segue into it, but like, you know, it was the perfect segue. You know, it's the perfect segue. It's about, you know, you know, what hangs you on to that when statistically you're like, you know, we should go for it. But the difference also is in football, it's been the same way for years. And now you're asking, a, you know, some, an old dog to do something different. But this is a pandemic and you should just be listening because even in pan- pandemic times, the old dog says, oh, OK, the statistics say to do it. Do it. <laughs> right. Do it. Yeah, it's funny. Mean? Like, it's like you're it's, it's if, if you don't even in this example, if you don't get the shot. You're go you're you're like almost angling for a bad outcome, but it's a bad outcome that <laughs> makes you feel better. Whereas Yeah, because if because and it, it I mean it's in that sort of you know what's that Maslow's hierarchy of, of like self actualization. It's the tip of the fucking pyramid there, like right like why? Like what why, what what is your reasonings for it? What like legitimately what are your reasons for it? Is it your your rights, your freedom rights? Well, I get that, man. You have all the rights to bear arms. Nobody's taking nobody's taking your guns. Keep your guns. 
get the shot. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Get the shot. No, it's, it's about my rights to wait. What? To wear a mask? Like people are dying from the shit. Wear a fucking mask. Get a shot. Wear a mask. You know, what is your, what are your rights? Like what, what, what's the reasons? What, what science? I want to have that on. I want to have Gary on. You, if, and if you're available to co-host it, you should, we should try and have Gary on and we should try to find someone from the other side and see if we can have an intelligent conversation. We didn't too. Whew, that's ratings for hit the lotto, baby. No, that that's ratings. Good. All right. You, you look for that. All right. You see if you could find one. I'll see if I can find one. I will do. I'll do my best. You know, any, and, and this isn't to be judged. And if you're out there listening in the future, any complete 100% anti-vaxxers that are willing to have a, a reasoned conversation and, and I understand the analytics against, against you know, Gary, who's been on the show before, who obviously understands the analytics. So I think as well, and no, this is your show, and yeah. so I, I, I don't want to step any toes here, but I think it's important as well as like, it wouldn't just be the two, the two of us with Gary against whoever came on. We would have to be very impartial, very neutral, and just kind of like going for like, okay, like make sure that people aren't shouting one, each other, basically. 100%, but one, 100%, but my questions for this debate are going to be my questions. Do you understand what I mean? Right. And I definitely have an opinion about it. So you are, look, you would be stepping in. I, I would be as, I, but that doesn't judge. I, I, I just want to be convinced. I want to be convinced that the anti-vax argument is right because I'm already vaccinated. Right. You convince me that I made a bad decision. And if you're going to use, uh, you know, we unproven bring the facts. If you're going to use um, microchips, bring the facts. If you're going to use uh, liberties, bring the facts. You know what I mean? That's all I'm asking. Just bring your information and prove me. Change my opinion. I'd love to get my opinion changed. You know what I mean? Right. I don't think it's going to happen, but I'd love to get it done. I just, that's why I'm interested. And, but I think that's, and cause that's what I think the funny thing is. I think the funny thing is when, Again, we get our, our, our news now by these little snippets that show up in our social media feeds. Right. That's how we get our news. And what we need to do is muddle through the bullshit to figure out what's fact and what's not. And obviously, the things that get put in front of us are the things that lean towards the direction that we lean to. And I, I get all of that. I'm part of that wheel. I'm part of that, that capitalist you know, using your data against you, capitalism. I get it. Like I'm, I'm part of the whole thing, you know, but how much are people actually do? Are they actually understanding what they're reading? You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Like, are they actually listening to what they're reading and, and what the facts are? And if you have the facts that I don't have, then bring them, bring them on because I want you to prove, because like I said, I already got the vaccine. I'm good, brother. I'm good. You're the one who has to live with your, Liberty's being trampled on. You're the one who has to live with your, you know, uh, I have a pre-existing condition. I can't wear a mask. You're the one who has to live with, you know, I, 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 you're the one who has to live with that. You know, just don't fuck it up for the rest of us. I think they talked about it last night on, on 
you know, midnight in Baghdad about, you know, are they going to have to open like hospitals just for the unvaccinated? You know what I mean? And the answer to that question is no, but you're going to be the ones that are isolated. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're sick and you go to the hospital and you're not vaccinated, you could have COVID. You're going to be isolated. The rest of us, we may catch it, but we're just going to keep getting boosters and, and, you know, let's see what happens. Let's see what happens in the future. Let's see how it's going to keep right. me. You know what I mean? Like, let's see. Right. I it wanna, really I could be a genuinely two-tier system. Yeah. A segregated two-tier system. And, like, there's already examples of, of that in society, like, today. Uh, and the more COVID stays prevalent, I guess the more ingrained that could become. You know, um, I was working in on the east end of Long Island on 9-11, right? And even right. um, like my wife's, one of her very best friends had her mom and mom and aunt were over on 9-11. They were in Manhattan on 9-11. We had two kids that were guys that were living with us that were in Manhattan on 9-11. I know people who were died in 9-11, the customers, old customers of mine, because a lot of them had houses out on the east end of Long Island and would have come out for, you know, holidays and things like that. So I would have known, you know, some people in that, that fate or whatever. But anyway, um, and after it happened, there were um, – there were lots of question marks, you know, and now there is, there's a different narrative. Like the, the narrative obviously has changed because people have had time to calm down or whatever. But the point I'm making is that, that when it happened, it was so, it was such a powerful event that happened that the nation really did come together now there were still there were still arguments and there were still some politics there going on, and there was dissent. Understandable. That's what makes America great. That was all part of. That's what makes America great. You know whether we're doing the right thing or not. You know, like, like we're we're doing this for the this the, because we're this is what Americans do. And now it hit us on our soil. All of those things, and there was this like real big. You know, there was a lot of pride in it. People put their fucking politics aside, especially when you talk about it happened in New York because New York is this amazing cacophony of, of you know, right-wing uh, conservative uh, businessmen and the leftist of the left-wing liberal, you know, hippie punk the right. punk movement, the anti, you know, that movement started like, you know what I mean? The like the Occupy that's, Wall Street. Yeah. So it happened there. So there was a huge combination of people, Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, doesn't fucking matter. Didn't matter. Huge. And they came together and they, you know, again, you know, what happened during the war and the outcomes and all that stuff, people could fight over that politically. It doesn't fucking matter. But at the time it was felt and politics became so ingrained in people and there became such a divide in that same kind of quest for liberty in America, in my opinion, anyway, that, you know, it's, it became real schismed and now it's really far apart, even though people generally are pretty much 
close together on our fucking thoughts. Now it seems to be so wide. And I know you only get the, the, the worst of the worst from both sides, but it seems to be so wide that now, you know, like when did that play a part in when this pandemic hit, did that play a part in America where they couldn't come together as a fucking, you know what I mean? Cause that's where the fight is in, in the States is, you know, you get some States with no, that didn't get, there's only 30, 40%, you know what I mean? And the rest of the world right. is still looking in America like, you motherfuckers just opened your shit up. You're just all back to fucking normal. And there's only, you know, a total of about 50,000 people in the state of South Carolina that got vaccinated because they don't believe in vaccinations. You know what I mean? You know, like, right. so is that political? Did that become a pol- such a huge political divide that, like, you know, could have, tr- you know, Trump it should just come out and say, strange. get the vaccine. If he came out and said, get the shot. The weirdest thing about it is, is like all the way up to uh, the election, he was talking about nothing but the vaccine. Nothing but the vaccine. And somewhere along the way, it just became this like vastly popular movement to like, well, actually, I don't want to get it because X, Y, Z and... Uh, like it's one of those things I, where totally. like people people like think there's like a group think that's the fr- the phrase for it where like people will just like think what the same thing as the people around them and there's like these mass like statewide even clusters of people that will just like almost like yeah they don't want to get it because the person next to them doesn't want to get it almost it's you know that uh do you know that there was a 300-fold increase in the last year in seizures <laughs> from doses of ivermectin? <laughs> no shit. Yeah. The HPRA Health Product Regulatory Authority did a thing, and I'm this is Europe even, that, you know, like – like so imagine what it is or this I, I, well no this is the usda sorry it was the usda food and drug that came out and said that you know <laughs> look the numbers are showing you you should not be taking this there's a 300 fold <laughs> increase last year in seizures in people from doses of ivermectin you know why what is the why are you telling me that <laughs> ivermectin right. is better than the pfizer jab Right. Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you? Who the fuck are you to know the science behind that shit? You just don't trust people. You know what I mean? Yeah. You just don't trust. It's so weird. It's like really well-defined side effects that like can like obviously kill you. Prove me wrong is all I want. I want somebody to come on the show and talk to. We're gonna let's put put something together for sure. uh, I wonder, do I have a hit the lotto podcast at gmail.com? I think I might actually hit the lotto podcast at gmail.com or coach Romo 72 at gmail.com. I use that for the show as well. So, uh, uh, e- email me in and listen to it. Look, I want to end on some good news tonight, Draco. And I thank you for, you know, we've been almost, uh, an hour and a half here. Um, but I want to end on a good note. And that is that, uh, it's been announced that, Garth Brooks is coming back to Croke Park. Oh my God! Is it one night or three nights, though? That's the real question. Multiple nights. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> At 
at least at least three dates next September and a possible two more dates on a separate weekend. Wow. The uh, the, the, the Garrett Brook fan club of uh, Ireland has never felt so good. <laughs> How amazing. I mean, let's be honest here. This country spent about a year <laughs> about a year crying or debating it was the this great civil kind of, war of our time. It was it was one of the greatest civil wars of my time here in Ireland. You know, it was you know but, should uh, Garrett Brooks be allowed to play one night? Or can it be three nights? And should the residents be allowed to like block it? <laughs> or also the the fucking the company and the and the the guy and Croke Park just went ahead and said fuck the law <laughs> and what the the contracts and the rules let's just get this guy in here and then people are like wait a second how could he be playing three nights and one direction is playing three nights and this guy's <laughs> playing two nights and you're only supposed to have two shows because i live right next door <laughs> and they're like oh we did that and then they said oh well that's what happens all the time you pre-sell them and then you get approved for them <laughs> that's what we found out that no concert in Ireland is actually signed until it's sold out. That's what the, that's what they start delivering. That's when they actually make the contracts to sign the venues. <laughs> and Croke Park was great at that and did that, but they got him. They got him back. Friends and low motherfucking wow. places is coming to Dublin. Jico, I only hope that you can make it back to Ireland and we can score some of those sweet, sweet Garth Brooks tickets, man. <laughs> I would score some sweet, sweet Garth Brooks tickets. Come on now. The so Garth I'm Brooks- actually, <laughs> I feel very pressured into accepting this idea. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and find the dates. We'll see if we can. We got to get tickets anyway, but <clears throat> we'll try and find the dates because I would even... And, and the funny thing is, you know, we talk about uh, uh, this argument where I came on the other side of dressing up and looking like an idiot, but I would wear, you know, I may you wear get a the cowboy, cowboy outfit. Out. I may wear a cowboy hat to a Garth Brooks concert because, like, I'm American still, and like, where else are you going to get the chance to wear a cowboy hat in Ireland? That's well, true. I could go. I could go to like Mayo or something and just start singing <laughs> country music. Right? Go to a Halloween <laughs> party or something. <laughs> but I, look, I wanted you to know, so you can set your set your flight schedule to to come back around and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and see us, man. Chico, it has been an absolute pleasure having you on, dude. Uh, thanks so much for for stepping in and uh, and doing a do. I hope you had a good time, and uh, I had a great time in the studio with you thanks man i really appreciate yeah, I really you enjoyed it again thank, thank thanks for having me on yet again uh, i'll have to get like i'll have to get a medal or something for my fifth time is it is this your fifth time no no i think this is like i think this is time either time number three or number four see i mean look like you know even when we discussed this and i even told you you know the big kind of breakup i know because we were doing the wheel to wheel one together and i was like i'm gonna go do my own but look you're still my number one go-to guy man that's true <laughs> And you don't have to do it. You don't have to fulfill content all the time. You can just do it whenever you kind of feel like it. You know what I mean? Or that is when true. I need that you. That is but a like, nice luxury to have. You don't have to do it weekly. 
And I'm I I, again, I, I slipped and fell here. Not slipped and literally just podcast wise, I slipped and fell here and uh, and haven't had a show in a couple of weeks. But I, I like it's funny because every time I get done with one, I'm, I feel I feel good about things. You know what I mean? Like I feel happy. Like things go well. And and uh, I, I so so I appreciate you being part of my sanity, man, in my uh, my venture, middle age venture in life here on the Hit the Lotto podcast. And you folks out there, I hope. Uh, you enjoyed yourself and i hope that you can uh you know like it somehow however you like it i don't know how it works on podbean if you can like us or if you can watch listen to a spotify or you know spread the love or, or don't because leave a review don't, doesn't doesn't matter i don't know how you leave a review but leave a review you know what i mean like i don't know how this works you know but i should figure it out because if i could figure out how to monetize it man that would be amazing that would be so amazing i think you too. can actually i think people can buy credits to give you but they have to actually like literally give you credit pod being credits that you can cash out oh folks folks enough credits in daddy still needs his, his house out the back he's i still need my room out the back and i will we'll, we'll tell the tale of that because i think i have uh, uh i think i have the missus convinced uh to to put put one in the back so we're gonna so so we'll tell the tale of that and i'll try and have as much content as possible and hopefully we can get you back on soon enough again and uh uh you know we'll have a garth brooks special yeah we're definitely active listener we'll have a garth brooks special we'll, we'll, we'll invite see if there's anyone in cork you know because cork is country town you know what i mean there's country folk live in cork we'll see if we can find someone in maybe from cork who's a garth brooks fan to come on and tell us all things garth brooks and uh uh but we're going to have some fun again, hopefully next week or the week after or no, summer's over. So I'd like to do it weekly now. And Drico, I'd love you to join me some more. And folks out there, have a great time. Listen to the music if you want to. Uh, again, Pet Fangs, fucking sick man, came up with their own legitimately theme song for me, came up with it, cannot ask for cooler cooler shit and i'd love to talk about music with those guys all day and we'll get them on too love you all hit the lotto we are out of here Slurpee, Coke, I see, hit the lotto.